welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from our Expo 2020 panel series. In this episode, Dee Slaughter from PPG talks about color preferences and what makes people gravitate towards certain colors. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming. I think some people are afraid of color. That's why um, they didn't come. <laughs> but we're going to talk a lot about um, color preferences today, why people gravitate towards certain colors, how do colors rise to the surface in popularity, like how do, you know, why are grays important, what triggered that interest. Um, and there's a lot of really interesting um, societal influences and things that make people crave colors at a certain time of their lives, whether it's from their past, their demographic, if they're a boomer versus a millennial, if they're living in one part of the country versus another. So we're going to go over a lot of those things. Um, but my name is Dee Schlatter, and I'm from PPG, and I'm the senior color marketing manager for both architectural and industrial. So I also look at color trends for appliances, fixtures, um, floor, wood floors, and coil extrusions for the outside of buildings. So all those great colors that go on the outside too. And there's lots of crossover between those two pieces. When you're working on a job, obviously, you could use coil extrusions for the side of the building and you need architectural paint for a lot of the other pieces. So very fun job. I've been with PPG 29 years. I started when I was four. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about trends today, color preferences for commercial and residential, since I know you guys cover a lot of different projects. Some tips on color that we found over the years that have worked with um, some of our customers, both professionals and for co consumers and DIYers. And then some color tools for you that we find that might be useful. So how do we choose? Like what makes you like a color? So one of the biggest things that's out there is our demographic. So a boomer, like I said, that grew up in the 70s, that was a teenager in the 70s, the chocolate brown and pumpernickel, pumpernickel brown and the orange that was in the, well, some of the colors that are in this hotel, <laughs> um, those were colors that were trending back in the 70s. Now, a millennial looks at those colors as very boho, very trendy. Um, and how do you mix that offering up so the boomers don't say, hey, that looks dated, versus a millennial saying, oh, that's kind of vintage, so I like it. Um, and what color marketers do, everywhere from fashion to makeup to interiors to paint, is that they'll take those two colors, like the pumpernickel brown and the orange, and then they'll add an aqua to it, and it makes it fresh and new. So the boomers are like, oh, that looks nice, and I have a nice memory of those colors from the past, and then the millennials also like them too. So demographics play a big part. Um, societal influences is really big. So what's happening in the world today makes you crave certain colors. After 9-11, the two colors that bubbled to the surface were soft pink and chocolate brown. Soft pink's a compassionate color, and chocolate brown is a hunkering down, cocooning color. And those colors were all over fashion and quickly came into home decor and sold like crazy. In 2008, the interior of new home construction walls turned from white to what color? 
gray because of the recession. So 2008 was the beginning of the recession, so those colors started to resonate with people and make them feel like that's what they like. So societal influences have a huge effect on what they see. Everyone thinks that um, when we're trending and forecasting colors that we just look at fashion, but where does fashion come from? And how do those colors like, come down into architectural and into hotel and to residential? Uh, lifestyle has a big effect. So whenever you look at like um, the boomers feel 15 years younger than they actually are and they want to share um, activities that the millennials are doing. Millennials are looking at crafting, things that seem like they would be older. So lifestyle has a big effect. And then we take all those big macro trends and we look at the long-lasting materials. So tile, metal, appliance colors, wood colors, things that are in your home for a long time or in a hotel for a long time. So we make sure that all those colors work together. Um, we lay out big timelines like this. This one goes to 2025. So we work with a lot of builders that are working on senior living facilities or other types of um, lifestyle communities that want to see what's coming in the next five years. I mean, the big thing is the 5G revolution, which is going to have a huge effect. And when you think about it, it's like, well, what does that have to do with my color preference? But whenever you're thinking 5G, that's very technological, right? So we're going to look at... And I promise not all the slides are like this. So you look at 5G, and 5G technology, when you think of it, the blue screen, the trust, reliability. Blue is a very trusting, reliable color. Um, and so those colors come to the surface in a way that psychologically you're feeling other things and then craving those colors. So we take those big macro trends, and then we at PPG translate those into actual colors for our customers to use. So there's the generations right here. I didn't put Generation Z up because they're right around 18. They're just getting into college, but believe it or not, like they have a very strong preference too. They don't like the millennials. It's so funny because the millennials will be, I had a big conversation in my kitchen at Christmas time with, I had a bunch of millennial nieces and then my son and his friends are all Gen Z, 17. And they're like, oh, millennials are terrible. They're lazy, whatever. They were all the, all the stereotypes. And then the, the millennials said back, well, at least we're not the Tide Pod generation that eats Tide Pods. <laughs> that was Gen Z. So, But Gen Z, we have to think about them because they're moving into college. So there's a whole organization that trends and does colors for universities, just universities, like a whole set of designers that do that. And so those colors are super important. The silence, so you look at some of their significant events that happen in their lives. Why do they like the, they do like the new modern colors, the whites and the grays, but they also like those classic heritage colors because they came from a time when those colors were very, very popular, very, very um, rich. And then you look at the boomers. So again, they're changing every aspect of their life. Retirement isn't the way it used to be for a boomer. Um, so we're seeing a lot of the things that they are, are looking at. Gen X is kind of that sandwich generation. They feel like no one pays attention to them because they're very small compared to the boomers and the millennials. Um, and they're someone that don't, when they look at their, they don't have to keep up with the Joneses. They're very confident in their stuff and they're very much DIYers. The millennials come and they're very big, um, but they've come from a lot of different aspects too where they want everything done for them. Um, and I'm not picking on millennials, I'm sorry, I don't want to pick on them at all, because to me, they are making things happen in digital that we could never have seen before. So if they don't want to go drive to a doctor and sit in a waiting room, they want to be able to Skype with their doctor and just say, hey, give me a prescription. They want everything to be fast and easy. 
So when they're looking at color selection, and I have some data to show you, like they struggle the most because they can't make a decision. <laughs> so we look at this. The silent generation are the fastest making their color, their color choice because they pretty much know what they want. Um, boomers, again, boomers and Gen Xers are right around the same time, but the millennials are the ones that really struggle. And it's because they look at so much too. Like we're in a world where Pinterest and Instagram and all those influences are out there. And it's a lot. Like how do you filter all that stuff? And when we were at our brain melds, we were talking, the best way to start somebody with a color selection process is not to show them this, which is 2,000 colors, but to start here and then go to the stripe card to find if you need to go lighter or darker. So you start with a smaller, especially those millennial customers. And I'll say this too, um, we work with a lot of builders that come to us and say, hey, I'm building a community in, um, in Denver and I need to um, focus it for boomers that are their second home. And so we do all those color preferences for those different types of um, generation groups. And it's, it's a very big process to know like which colors they're gonna resonate to versus the other teams. So you look at some of these, um, what happens, like the trigger. So nobody browses paint color. Like they always have a project in mind. So it's not like when you're walking through a store and you're like, oh, I like that pillow. It's not like you're not gonna walk through the store and say, oh, I should paint my, my bedroom. Um, they usually have a project in mind. So that's the trigger and they wanna refresh your space. And the great thing about like, you guys are the tangible like vessels to bring like inspiration to life. Like it's a pretty big deal. Like you can transform an entire room with a coat of paint. More so than floor or furniture or a pillow. Like paint has the ability to do that. And so when they, when they look at the inspiration, this is where they get bogged down. Because it's like how do I choose? How do I choose? So how can we make that shorter for them? Um, and then they narrow it down in the purchase and the apply and then the living with it. So we'll go through some of these too. Um, and, but we look at millennials that are starting to ramp up and they're getting into their 30s, the older, older millennials, so they're homeowners and are starting to look for projects. And then the types of colors that they pick, uh, whites are still the, whites and neutrals, it's 60 to 70%. We can say, I've been saying for the past year, color's coming back, but it's taking a while for this big mass to move. And it, the reason why is because people, number one, they want to, I, I want to hire a pro. I always hire a pro because I'm terrible at painting. I'm, I love color, but I'm awful at painting. So I want to hire a pro, but the people that are even doing it themselves, they do not want to paint. It's like really hard for them, right? So they want to pick a color that's going to go last for a really, really long time. So the whites and neutrals help to do that. They're very easy on the eye, very easy to coordinate with. At PPG, we were kind of unique because we forecast and trend colors in all different elements of um, all different surfaces and all over the world. So when you look at it, we do automotive interior and exterior styling. So we're looking at car colors four years out from right now. So those are the trends that we provide to all of our car manufacturers. And the car, our, car, our codings are on three of every four cars in the world, so we work with a lot of customers. And all different geographies are different too. So what's the number one car color in North America? Right, and it was silver. But it moved to white a couple years ago, and the influence of the Apple computer when it was white, that need, uh, the color white is very, um, gives you this feeling of silence and space, 
And the white today is way different than that white that was on the car 10 years ago. Like it's beautiful, like it's a really gorgeous white. So we look at all those different pieces. We look at interior styling. When I'm with an architect that works on hotels, they want to know what the interior styling is for automotive because they feel like that is that really helps them with that luxury car market. Like when you look at the interior of cars, they want to feel like it's a luxury hotel. So all those trends help to help each other out there in appliances. So we have 30 global stylists located in 11 different countries, and we just came off our forecast meeting two weeks ago. So we picked the 2021 color of the year and also the whole trends forecast for 2021. So we have all those colors coming for 2021. Does anyone want to guess what the color might be for 2021? Ah. Hmm? Good guesses. Good guesses. I can't tell you. So, <laughs> so um, a little bit of the North America Auto Show, just to show you what we were seeing there. A lot of blue. Lots of blue. And do you know why blue? So blue is one of the most calming colors out there. Relates to nature, relates to water, the movement of water. Nothing like staring at the ocean, right, to relax. And there's higher levels of anxiety in the world than ever before because of what we're seeing with mental health, all the things out there. Um, kids are more anxious than they've ever been, than we've ever seen in any decade. And so blue helps to calm everything down. And that's why our 2020 color of the year is Chinese porcelain, which is a blue, and it helps to relax. I'll show you. But that goes all the way to the car industry as well. So this blue is a mix of navy and cobalt. So you get the energy from blue, the cobalt, and you get the calmness of the navy. But when you're seeing this on these cars and these concept cars, it's pretty evident that now this will not be the most popular car color sold. So when you see concept car colors, they show it in yellow and it's the least selected color. They always pick the whites and the grays and the silvers. But when you see it, there's something very attracting about it. And then all the lighting in cars is moving to blue because it kind of like de-stresses you. Road rage is not as intense. <laughs> and then we see again appliances coming out with some really great colors. Again, these are very niche colors for them, but it shows color leadership and it shows that people are getting ready to have more color in their space. And cabinets, so the really dark, dark green that has a little bit of blue in it and then the navies, super, super big. And all the brushed metals for the fixtures. So we look at a couple different areas in commercial and residential. So hotel, this is all about like that millennial customer and we call it the disruptor because they don't want to talk to anybody when they go up and get into a hotel. They just want to check into the hotel, have the key there, just go in and do their thing. And they want like a really unique experience too. They want it, they want to feel something when they're in a space versus just a regular traditional pedestrian hotel space. So you see some of the colors there some of the like little highlight items. So when people want color in their space and they're afraid of color and we go to the, they, they um, default to a neutral, they can bring color in with furniture and things like that that can give them that feeling if they're too worried about putting that big color on the wall. But we see a lot of graphics, a lot of um, all kinds of murals and things for these types of hotels. And then the anti-hotel, this is more on the boomer side where again they want this experience um, they want tree houses and places like that doesn't really exist. That was just a photo shoot. <laughs> I would love to sleep there though because it's so much better than a tent. <laughs> um, 
So, but that kind of feeling of being in nature is really a big deal because we're so much in our phones and we're so much like captivated by what's happening here that's not kind of real in some ways that you need that sensory experience of nature. And, um, you know, we, uh, we've been calling this for a couple years. We saw it in healthcare and wellness. Um, but that biophilia, which is bringing nature indoors, is helping with education, everything from prisons to healthcare to residential to office. Um, there's a thought that there's a lot of research going on that if a person's um, hospital room faces a natural setting, that you can give that person up to 30% less medication, pain medication. And that's a big deal. So there's a rejuvenative, regenerative thing about nature. And the reason why is because things are growing around you. So it makes you feel good. I never see a grumpy, I, I hike a lot, and there's, I never see a grumpy people on the, tra on the trails, but I always see one on sidewalks in the cities. They're always miserable, you know? <laughs> but on the trails, they feel good, like it feels good. So that's a big influence on, on here. And here, even this hotel, it's an older hotel, but there's lots of access to outside. And that makes a big, it's a big relaxation thing, even to be outside for five minutes. So color inspiration, color delight, um, not a lot of the same color everywhere, and even a soft escape. So these really soft, those are those neutrals that everyone loves so much that looks so pretty on the wall. And then there's our color of the year. This was Airbnb. Um, so we work with some Airbnb places, and they paint a lot, these short-term rentals. So it's really fun to get involved with some of those customers, too. And then multifamily. So the big thing with multifamily is that it's the densification. So they want these buildings that are, like, um, they can't sprawl out in city areas, but they want to be near a Starbucks, a yoga studio, um, a dog park, like all these different things to help them feel, again, experience around. And so. Places are building up instead of out, so they can have all these amenities around them. And so you see some of these colors, and again, this is very millennial inspired, that really pretty, like either white or concrete look that's on the outside and inside. And what that does is it, it kind of erases and releases your whole day of so much stimulation to a very relaxing and open environment. So universities, so this is something we did for FIU. They came to us for um, dorm rooms, common areas, spaces, and even um, bike rental places, bike um, storage places, and just to work with their um, logos and things. So these are custom color um, pieces that we do for our customers a lot. So if you ever run into something, you're like, I need help, like, you know, this office building is asking for some color consultations and they have logos or crazy things that they want to match it to. We, we have color consultants throughout the U.S. that can help you put together a program for a nice little program for you. So you can see like the high energy, like yellow is the most disruptive color in the, in the spectrum. That's why school buses are yellow. But you think about yellow can be huge on the wall, right? That little, little bright yellow at the bottom doesn't look so crazy. You put it on the wall, it looks like Big Bird. Like it's like, oh, now it's glowing in my space. And we'll get to that with the tips too. But you can see how these spaces are really evolving and changing. And then office. So again, like spots of color. So lots of white, lots of gray, lots of neutrals, but then pops of color help to delight the eye and actually give energy to people. But you don't want to put a ton of color in offices because it can be a little bit too distracting and too much. And senior living, this is one of my favorite um, presentations to give because when we did all the research for this, we saw so much um, that the, the boomers are forcing this because they will not move into the 
old age homes that, that their parents were moving into. They want their experience to look like the Marriott. Like they want it to be a resort, they want it to be lifestyle driven, and they want it to be beautiful. Like you, you know, if you could do assisted living or independent living, it is not gonna look like the way it was. And P and Marriott and companies like that are buying some of these senior living areas to create these spaces. So we work with them um, to come up with palettes, your eyes yellow as you age, so things look a little different. So you have to have certain colors that actually work well for walkways, um, identification like the end of hallways and things. So it's important to pick the right colors for that too. And just the revitalizing methods and things, things they're using like forest bathing. I don't know if anyone has heard of forest bathing yet. Okay. So it's just being in, in the woods, just going out. And again, it's very restorative. And they say like leaving your phone at home for three hours and just going into the woods is as, as good as drinking like a really healthy smoothie or, um, and I know that's scary to leave your phone. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And natural wood. So when you were saying shiplap too, yeah. And painted shiplap is good, but we're seeing a lot of return to the natural wood. Yeah. And I was just on a campus, um, um, Notre Dame, actually. They redid their common area, and they had all this wood that they brought. It was beautiful. And it made you feel like you were outside. Yeah. So forest bathing, so they're, in, they're putting these into senior living, hospitals, and even education for ADHD to help calm and settle. And some of them look into real woods, and some of them are just murals that they put up and... So you have to think about like what colors are going to go with all that. And so here's some of the materials and the green, the blues and greens are just so good because they're restorative. So yeah, no you problem. Guys, you guys uh, talk about lighting as well. Yes. Yeah, and like the LEDs are can be very brash, can be purple, can be pink. <laughs> like this so hard. Absolutely. Lighting is the biggest thing of all. That's why, like, you know, when people say it's so hard to pick a paint color, yeah, it is because everybody's project is different. Every house faces a different direction, and, and your neighbor's house that you love their walls, you might, it might not look good in your house. So lighting is absolutely very, very important. Yeah. I, I just went to Vegas. They had the Home Builders Yeah. And I IBS. House, houses. And their trend is that the wood is coming back into the cabinet. Yes. So Right. Yeah, the natural wood, it's all stripped away and it feels very natural. The other piece of it is um, when these trends come, so we look pretty far out too, but um, it takes a long time <laughs> to move the mass. So, you know, we're with our customer, we're saying, hey, grays are, grays are going away. Like, people are tired of them. It's 11 years. That's a long time for a trend. And we're saying it's moving, it's shifting to the beige grays, right? And then it's going to move to beige. It's not the beige from the 80s, though. It's a different beige, thank goodness. It's not a yellow base beige. But it's taking a really long time to move there. Like the number one floor color in, for um, consumer, homeowners is still that cool gray. And we see it shifting, but it's just taking a long time. So, um, so I put this up here because we had a job with the uh, Department of Corrections in uh, Connecticut that asked us for some trends for uh, their prison for the interior. And when we did all the research, what came back was um, 
The same research we saw for healthcare, education, and office, anywhere you had to spend a large amount of time unwillingly. <laughs> so for prisons, it was the same, same thing, natural colors, natural light, ventilation. But we saw some interesting things in the study where, you know, even like the color at the end of a hallway. So we see this in um, hospitals a lot, especially children's hospitals. The sameness of color is very depressing. But if you put a color at the end of a hallway, it's directional and it delights the eye. Little things like that are great, especially for children's hospitals where there's a lot of, a lot of um, so kids and parents. And what we saw with um, prison was the same type of deal. So there's certain colors, obviously, like you know the reds would not be on the wall. They would be more on the furniture. Um, you would have different colors brought in that are more rejuvenative. So we saw the same thing for healthcare too. So exterior architecture really depends on your um, geography big time. So Pacific Northwest is completely different than the New England or Miami. The quality of light is so different. But we're seeing a lot of the styles, the simplicity, no shutters anymore, a lot of the black framing. We work with Anderson Windows, and one of their, their top selling is the black farmhouse framing around doors and windows. Um, so very simplistic. And again, it goes to that like underlying thing of too much clutter like you don't want it, because you have all the clutter here that you need, right? And you just want to release when you come home, when you're in a hotel. So a lot of um, very neutrals, the whites, and then pulling in the black for the framed windows. We've even seen the exterior body of houses. I don't know how many of you have painted any houses, like really dark navy or black. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's something very quiet about it. It's not like it's, um, like some people, like when it first came out and we first started seeing it, we were like, whoa, this looks too much like a bunker. Like it feels very like negative. And now it's become a very like quiet space. Uh, roofs are big, right? The metal roofs are just trending big time in all the different colors and styles. And then the roof being part of the architecture versus just like the top of a house. So we're seeing it brought into the body of the house more. And then just including, so not making a different color roof at all, having the roof the same color as the body to have no disruption, no, um, no uh, clutter. And then the gabled modern too, so again, no shutters. And then the frame, so the big, nice black framing around everything. So we are seeing a little bit move, and I don't know what the IBS show, if you sh saw this, but our team saw it, was some of the black framing in showers and bathrooms turning to the brown wood again, um, which I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but we'll see, because some stuff comes up and then goes away real quick. I think people really like the black. Um, the cool gray is trending out, like we said, beige grays, the grays and the beige is coming. And then again, the all natural wood, so it's almost like where the wood floors are polished or waxed, not any sheen. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, doors are a I mean, perfect place for personality for any, for commercial or residential. Best way to show your personality is with your front door. And we're even seeing the interior doors like turning different colors too. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah, that's still very much. Um, tiles are becoming 
um, bigger tiles. And again, this is um, that, that getting away from that um, clutter. When you have longer tiles, they can actually make a space look bigger and they look less distracting. And so the color of the year, we did talk about this, all the blues we're seeing, so we looked at them. And all of our countries, so we had 11 countries, 30 stylists, and we picked the color the year before, so last January we picked it. Um, and uh, we were first, we launched it in June at Neocon at the commercial design show. Um, and every country agreed, like every country came with blue as the color of the year. And we've been doing this for 14 years, and it's usually not that way, it's usually a little battle, like France. You know, France always has to have like a say, and, um, and um, Asia is usually a whole different color because they are so, they love, they're, they're driving the trends for fashion. It used to be Europe and now it's Asia. And so we're seeing a lot of that team, like usually it's a lot more color, but they came back with the blue too. And it is that feeling of wanting, um, you know, just relaxation. We also picked a, a metallic, are any of you doing metallics? Okay, it's a nice alternative to wallpaper. I mean, we're seeing the wallpaper come back on only one wall, the really big botanical patterns, just one wall. But the metallics are also out there too, and those brushed metal colors are the nicest ones, the ones that are trending the most. So from all of that, despite all the colors and all the trends and all the different things that we see, we still see people 60 to 65% of the time picking whites or neutrals, <laughs> okay? So, but that's a trend too, right? It's a trend. So we do see blues edging up and greens edging up, and the greens are from the biophilia for sure. Um, purples are the least selected color on our color rack and by, by designers. So if you ever look at our color displays in store and our Fandex, we have low, fewer violets than we have blues, greens, or other colors because they're selected the least. You don't need as much choice between those colors. All right, so some tips. So these are just little things that we, I thought I'd throw out there and see you know, if anything connects. But connecting artwork, so some people like that, that museum gallery look of white if they have beautiful artwork. Um, but other people like you to connect the colors on the artwork, and that's a great place to start um, with a color. Like if you love some of your art, that's a great place to find a color for the wall. So how many of you use like the little color readers? Yeah? All right, so we're gonna give away two of these at the end. Um, but these are great because if somebody has like a, somebody has a little um, carpet or a piece of artwork, you can at least get to a starting point. So it's digital color, so it's not always precise yet, but it definitely gets you to a starting point fast. Do you guys find them useful? Great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. It looks amazing, right? It looks amazing. Um, color shock. So we talked about this with the brain melt. So somebody goes from white to a big orange on the wall. And before you put all the furniture and everything back, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not what I wanted. Like, why would you let me paint this color? Um, so it takes, we, it can take up to two weeks for, it's called color shock, and for your eye to get used to it. But you have to put everything back, you know, in order to set the room. Um, because if you look at it without anything in it, and especially if you make a drastic change, the person is going to be like, this isn't right. Put everything back, give it a week or so, 
And if they don't like the color, well, then it's time to repaint. But as we said, paint is the best thing, like if you do make a mistake, versus putting in a new carpet or a new floor. Like, that's going to be very expensive. And then choose things from color first. So we always say pick your paint color last, right? So your carpet, your fixtures, your everything should be picked first, and then you put the paint color around it. Because um, paint can be matched to any color out there. We can match to anything. So, you know, I always say, like, um, you know, at PPG, we have eight by eights. They don't have holes in it. I just have, because I made them from the little fan decks I made for you. But um, we have eight by eights of every single color on our website on ppgpaints.com that you can order any color you like. And what I say is like if you're used to the 15 same colors that you're specking over and over again, order like 20 of them and say, I'm gonna keep them, not literally in your back pocket, but you have them so you can give the color swatch to the customer. Because that way they have this versus this little tiny swatch here. And as we said, like how color magnifies on the wall, this looks really different. And then they can take this eight by eight and move it around the space. Designers love these for commercial jobs. They can order any, so any, all of these are for free on, on pbgpaints.com, there's no charge to them. And I always um, recommend that you, you put together your own little binder. We also have our top 50 binders. These are top 50 colors selected by builders. And so these have the top 50 in a binder already made for you, but you can always make your own too. I find that so many painters, especially color enthusiastic painters, like have their own favorites and wanna do their own thing. So definitely look into that. Um, we say don't put the cut paint chips on the wall. Like I walk into some people's house and they have seven paint <laughs> chips right next to each other on the wall. So you know the best way to see how a color is gonna react is put it right next to your, whoops, right next to your carpet, right next to your sofa, in those corners to see how the lighting's gonna affect it, next to your, um, your curtains, all your different pieces, because that's how the color is gonna work in the space. But when you hold this color up to the wall and you've got the wall color all around it, it's really hard to say if that's the right color. So we say always take the color and put it next to all the different elements in the space. And that's how designers work with their design boards. They have all the different elements there and then they lay the paint color down to see which is best. So painted ceilings, you know, we're still seeing some of them. Most of them are some version of the color that's on the wall, lighter version of it. The stark white with darker walls is really not in anymore, and it hasn't been for a really long time. Because when you walk in a space, like white completely diverts the eye. Like, and everyone's always, we always did the clean white on the walls because it made the room look bigger and not bringing it down. Um, but it's definitely less of a contrast. Like if you have a dark beige on the wall and then you have a bright stark white on the ceiling, like it just doesn't work. So coordinate it with like the color up a couple on the stripe card. But if you do have a beautiful like lighting fixtures, it's a nice way to highlight it with a, with a painted ceiling. And sometimes you want a room to feel more cozy. Um, if you put color on one side of a wall, it makes the hallway appear wider. And we've done it with a lot of commercial um, specifications, again, for hospitals and education where you have small hallways, you can put one color on the wall that's a different color and it makes the wall look, it makes the hallway look bigger. And that's where that, they pulled a dark color for the artwork, so it looks really gorgeous. So paint and light. Of course, light is everything. <laughs> so the colors that I love will not look good um, in Miami. 
you know, because uh, Pittsburgh, it's gray there. So we just heard Pittsburgh is the cloudiest city in the U.S. from Facebook. Facebook told us it has to be true. So, <laughs> so, but when you're looking at Miami, that quality of light is completely different than in Pittsburgh, where you have gray all the time. So very big, good to te um, test it. And then contrast or camouflage. So I have a 95-year-old 90, house. The back part is really old, like old crappy molding. The front part is beautiful molding. So the front part, I highlighted the molding with a, a nice like creamy white. But the back, I painted that molding the same color as the wall, and the, the, the trim disappeared. So you take that same color from the wall, and then if it's something you don't want to highlight, it paint it the same color, and it'll go away. Kind of like those people with, um, I will say, like mauve, a version of mauve is coming back. <laughs> but again, it'll be more of a lilac mauve versus that pink mauve from the 80s that is rough. But if somebody doesn't want to change that bathtub that's in their, their um, space, if you pick a version of that mauve, that pink, it'll make it not so garish, not so awful. I mean, some people like mauve, so sorry. I didn't mean that, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, so we talked about this already. It's great to do accent walls or an accent door or some space, like a really great color, but um, be careful with the really chromatic colors. So the beginning of the fan deck is always your neutrals, and again, so easy to work with as long as you know what the undertone is, and we'll talk about undertone in a second. But once you get back to here, these are getting to be really bright, and they magnify on the wall. The color gets very big on the wall. So large samples are important, brushing out samples, super important. White should only be intentional. So when people default to white because they don't want to pick, you know, and I'm like, that in whites look very unfinished if they're not in the right spot. Whites are beautiful if you want them to be. Like, I mean, there's a big trend for white right now. But if, it, if you're just picking and you've got all creamy-based stuff in your house and you just pick a, a builder white on the wall, it's going to look really unfinished and not right. Even just a little drop of yellow in that white can make a huge difference to that entire space. So if somebody's picking a white, make you know, just said, hey, like, and I know you don't want to spec the, or, or recommend the pink color necessarily, but sometimes these little tips can really help. And we did put these tips on these little cards that'll be available at our booth too. So they're fun cards to leave behind for your customers. Uh, the power of the stripe card. So, you know, this is a big deck, right? But it's, it really helps you and helps designers and architects. And one of the questions in the brain melds was, why are there so many colors? Like, why do you have to have 2,000 colors? I mean, the average eye can differentiate up to 16 million colors. Like, that's crazy. Um, so 2,000 doesn't sound like that many. But when you're looking at it for a consumer or a homeowner, it's too many. Um, but for the designer and architect, they want this gradation of color so they can pinpoint exactly what they want. Um, so the, the root color is always at the bottom. So a lot of times when you're picking neutrals, it's super important to look at where the undertone is because if you don't, you can put it on the wall and you're like, why is that green in the wall? And it's because they have green in their carpet and it's just pulling out. So neutrals are a little dangerous that way because they're chameleon colors and they can have that. But when you look at um, the stripe card, it really helps to tell you what, what that true un under, undertone is and it really can help. Okay. Oh, I just hit off, okay. Um, the ceiling we talked about. Use colors at least twice. So we tell this with people from room to room, like to transition better from room to room space. And the front door colors for sure, hallways. Daylight is the best color for white. So I don't even care what 
lighting you have in your space. If you don't have a lot of daylight, a clean white is gonna look a little dirty, yeah. So daylight, if the purse has tons of daylight and they pick that clean white, it's gonna look fantastic. Um, so the giant TVs. So when you go in and the TV's as big as the wall, <laughs> so everybody's TV is so big, um, but we're putting a lot of the black behind the TV now, um, or really dark, dark, dark color. And it just makes it kind of go away during the day when it's not on. It just helps to like make it go away. Um, exteriors, so consider all those, uh, you know, um, we do a lot of neighborhood scapes. And this card up here is one of my favorite cards for painters, is um, exterior color combinations. And it's, it's made to do an entire neighborhood of homes as well as individual homes. And it goes through four different feelings are like um, if you want to create like a warm joyful or a serene coastal and it gives you all the combinations that you can put together and you can do an entire neighborhood scape with these colors which is really nice all right so some tools so we just talked about this again and it also pulls in colors from the brick so if you're looking brick or stone and then what are the best paint colors to go with it um, so these little fan decks are, are great. We have a couple of them at the booth, and if you, if you don't get one here, or you don't want to carry it in your luggage, which I totally get, sometimes these get stopped in um, security for some reason. I don't know why, but they, I don't know. Um, but you can order these, and we can ship these to you. But these are great little decks because it's full size, and they're all at the same chroma level. So you can go from room to room to room with these colors and be be um, confident that they're all gonna like blend and work together beautifully. So if you have like a, like a bathroom, like everyone wants like the grays and the whites and I'm like, oh, just go with a little bit of blue in the bathroom, you know? And so these help get them there. Um, and they're great places, as we were talking, to start instead of the big deck. So people can be like, oh yeah, I do want like a little pink in the space. And you can start them here and then go to the stripe card to have them finalize the color. And then from here, if they like it, your consumer, your homeowner, your customer, your designer, your consultant can order the 8x8s of any of these colors on, on the site to use for their boards or to test in their home, too. Um, that's the core fan deck. So we have the big core deck here, too. And the harmony. So this harmony deck is about, because we know it's never about one color, right? So we put colors in combinations. People think about colors in, I'm not a designer. I have a marketing background and a color enthusiast background. So I love the psychology of color, like why people like colors. And, and I try to guess what people's favorite colors are. <laughs> um, but anyway, but this deck helps me with every customer I work with because um, when I first started out doing this, um, people would bring their pillows and their inspiration and their, um, their pictures and everything. And you would just go to it from here. So they would bring a piece of carpet or a piece of siding or something. And what it does is it shows it's 60, 30, 10. It's the golden rule from um, Da Vinci that did this and with paintings. And he believed if you use between three to five paintings in a 60, 30, 10 proportion in a painting, it would achieve perfect harmony. And so you bring that into design and it's the same thing. So you think about if the wall color is 60% or this carpet is 60% of the color and then you can pull these in for wall color, trim, and accent pieces. So it refers to not that just the paint color but all the, um, all the decor elements. And it's super helpful. I find these really helpful in um, kitchen and bath designers um, and other people that want to 
um, coordinate colors with their customers. So these are really, really helpful. Harmony, Harmony Fanta. Yeah, and you can put your, um, so at our booth, we're gonna have an iPad, you can order whatever you like and we would ship it to you. And honestly, I would get a couple of these because some of your customers might be, can I keep it? Yeah. Yeah, it really helps. And people think in context, they're like, oh, those are the colors in my, my bedspread or my sofa. So it, it gets people thinking and again, narrows them down versus the big 2000 scary deck. Um, the palette at a glance, so this is another great tool. So if you're a painter or you have painters that are working for you that are um, enthusiasts, so it's the fan deck and a spiral bound book. And what it does is you can quickly see from the page like where the root color is at the bottom and compare the colors a little more easily than a fan deck. So these are great books to have on hand too. Really, really good. And some of your designers that you work with, um, these are tools that, you know, if you have designers like, oh, I, I need to get them, this is what we would love to send them because this is their favorite tool of ours. And we've had this for 25 years and um, they love it. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the Dulux one. That's the color gallery. It's very similar to that. Um, so, sorry, it's a little thing, but pbgpaints.com, we have a visualizer on there. You snap a picture of a room. You don't have to like line it out anymore. You just have to touch the wall with the color you want to paint it, and it paints it. We have edge detection technology, which is pretty new. And so you don't have to spend all this time, but you can quickly snap a picture of a space, put the color on the wall, and give the person an impression of the color. The little designer cases have four by fours of every color, and it's a little kit that you can keep in your back of your, um, of your back of your truck or, or for your designer. And then the eight by eight swatches for sure. And then the NYX, so the little mini NYX. And where um, our PPG Aerospace team uses this with our airplanes, with our custom jets to get the colors right, to like get the colors to where they wanna be. So it's a very, as precise as um, we can get it. Yes. Yeah, so here's the trick. So it does refer to the closest PPG color and it gives you coordinating colors and everything you need on this app. And it ties to your phone. Um, you can email, social post, anything you want with the colors. Um, if you opened it up outside of the PPG app for just the NYX app, it pulls in all the other palettes. So it would match it to the closest, any other palette. Yeah. It's, it's the best you can do, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're beautiful. certain size. It's a, I mean, you can look at the reflection of light and how it creates the color, but it's just because it's in a bigger way. You know, it's kind of like a puppy in a St. Bernard, like, you know, like they're just like, oh, it's so cute when he's a puppy, but <laughs> look at him now, like, he's so big. Um, but it's definitely like just the hugeness. And because the color's so chromatic, so clean, it just has nowhere to go but to like amplify. <laughs> versus the neutrals that are really soft and grainy. That's why people love them, the neutrals, so much, because they're so easy on the eye and easy to coordinate with. Well, that was the other, uh, the other question I had. You referred to 
So, um, so some of the research we, so it's really interesting. So residential, like we see everybody wants the same color everywhere. So they don't want like a lot of disruption. And, um, but in healthcare, education, prisons, um, senior living, all that sameness of color is very depressing. So you put a color on a wall or a door, and all of a sudden it's just like, it's just a little bit of a psychological lift, you know? It's, um, in senior living, it's, it's important for directional, like to know where they need to go through different doorways and so you can see better. But in like a hospital, like when you have a, you know, everything's the same color, it's just so bland. And that's the way it used to be all the time. So bringing that color in, it just, um, I call it a color delight. Like it just kind of like lifts you up. Like it's like, oh, look at that pretty color, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. So that's a great question. And I will tell you the trend right now is like we're seeing a lot of mixed sheens. So, you know, using the same color on the trim as on the wall, but then making a gloss on the trim just to bring it out. So it's mostly customer preference. I mean, your thing with the irregularities in a wall, for sure, you want to do the matte for sure, and mats are super important, and they're, um, and they're still trending right now, and we still see that as a, in a big way. But I've seen some hallways, like, like beautiful hallways for both hotels and residential that are high gloss black. They're just spectacular, and probably a little easier to clean with fingerprints and everything too. Um, so I have to say like it's more of a preference, yeah. But it's a great question. But the mix sheets, oh, and the mix sheets are coming for, um, fixtures too. So for your faucets, we're seeing a lot of the mat on the um, little handles and then on the spout thing, I have to learn this because I just started with industrial, but is um, high gloss. So they're seeing um, metals that are shifting machines within the same product, which is super cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, to repeat the question, I'm so sorry. Um, so, so the gentleman was saying that a lot of trend in the dark blues for exteriors and darks period um, for exteriors and how will they fade like in five years? And I mean, Pete Cobb is back here from PPG. I'd love to, he's our product expert too. I think he might be able to help with that. Yeah, and it's, um, 
so to your point, there's a little sun with an X through it, and the yellows for sure. Like we only have a couple yellows that are really, really great for exterior. Um, but that was one thing that we do put on our decks, um, and a lot of you know people are like, oh, like it looks like it's a limited deck. But I'd rather to, like inform you versus like have a have a failure. So um, yeah, these. Yeah, that's, oh, I'm going to totally look that up. I, I, that's yeah, really I interesting, though, yeah. We did do a um, um, colored pencil set for PPG colors. It was like about 10 years ago for architects. Um, I only have one set left though and I really like it. <laughs> but I love the idea, I love the idea. Because I feel, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was a big trend with like relaxation. I mean, there's other big things too, like um, there's more pet adoptions up now because people, you know, dogs relax you. You see people on planes with dogs for just, um, you know, um, anxiety, like reducing um, things. So, but yeah, like the coloring, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I I need to learn because my I want to change the colors all the time in my house. My husband's getting sick of it. Yeah. So he's made me hire a pro, which I love my pro painters. <laughs> um, any other questions? So a couple things. So up here. Um, this is the color tools for the pro, and so it's a little notebook um, that goes through every single tool I talked about today um, here, so you can take these if you like. Um, and then these are like the top interior paint colors in those 8 by 8 so these are colors that we're seeing uh, used a lot. Um, like I said, if you want to create your own little pouch of favorite PPG colors, like, and, you know, and you're welcome to contact me or directly, or you can um, just order them online and, and place the order. Um, our big trends book, so this is our trends book for 2020, and it goes through automotive, industrial, and architectural, and goes through all the stories and the why behind the colors. So one thing that we've always done for trends is we always say why. It's not a random thing. We don't pick a random color for color of the year. It's really well 
vet it through a lot of different filters. And so um, if you're really interested and you want to see the color combinations and things, these books too, you can place an order um, and any of the other tools that will be at our, any of these tools for, for yourself. So we have two of these to give away today. So um, one will be uh, who has been in the business the longest here? Okay. Personally, in the paint business. No, I would say that you've been in. How long have you been in the paint business? So, twenty. Twenty-nine. Excellent. Anyone over twenty-nine? Forty-three. When did you start? When you were two? Seventeen. Okay. Wow, you, you look great. Any anybody over forty-three? 29? Oh. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, that's good. All right, and then who has been in the business the least amount of time? Who's a new business, painting business? What are you? 11 months. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Um, so definitely stop by our booth, um, and I enjoyed the conversation this morning. You guys are awesome. So don't let color, like sell it like a product, you know? That color is a product. It's, it's the stuff that makes all the vision happen, right? And the walls are the biggest ex expression of that. So thanks a lot. Stop at the booth. We'll see you later. Thanks for coming. PaintEd podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.